Hello everybody, I hope you're all doing well. This is the podcast, Living Out Loud, LOL, and I'm your host, Cheche Oyando, also known as The Locked Doc, or Cheyenne, if you like. And in this podcast, we discuss all things lifestyle. So yeah, grab your coffee or whatever you drink, and let's get right into it. Hi everyone, um, I hope you guys are doing well. Gosh, guys, thank you so much for your messages after my previous episode. I really appreciate it. I was so scared to put that out there, but I'm so grateful for for all your support, all your kind messages. For those who resonate with me, guys, we're in this together and we are going to go through it. Hmm? Yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you for your support thank you for all those people who followed my social media page um please for those who haven't please follow um the page is lol podcast underscore ke on instagram yeah so please please support me um it really gives me reassurance that i'm doing the i'm 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 in the right space and i'm doing the right thing and I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll just get right into it. So today's affirmation is, it's my time. Guys, it's my time. Yeah, please say it in front of a mirror. And please believe it as you say it, that it's your time. It's my time. Yeah, and uh, be confident about it. Yeah, so... um. Today, I want to share two things. Um, One is something my therapist told me today. Um, She told me that I stay in situations much longer than I need to be there um, because of two things. One is abandonment issues. (laughs) Haha, yeah. Do you guys call us fatherless girls? But girls who have daddy issues, uh, basically, if your father wasn't present um, in any sort of way, physically, emotionally, um, or if he was there, but he was just a really awful person to you. Um, yeah. And then um, the second thing is she said that I do that because I would never give up on someone because I feel like I don't want somebody to give up on me. Guys, it hit me so hard. When she told me that, I was like, how how much am I paying you again? Because, girl, you need a raise. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And um, I felt that so deeply because um, it's true. And this is not in just romantic relationships. It's also in my friendships. Um, I found myself staying in a lot of my friendships even when i'm really being cheated badly like people are just rude or disrespecting me or just being mean or should i say bullying um or projecting on me because i i would just sit there and take it because i felt like there's still more that like there can there's always more and which is so detrimental to me or to you if you if you do the same thing 
um and yeah i also in romantic relationships because i don't want to give up on you because i would never want you to give up on me oh gosh i'm getting emotional <laughs> um yeah so i felt like that was so deep and yeah it stems from um growing up without my dad um oh um i think i'll just do a separate um episode on daddy issues and hopefully i can have a guest because i know there are so many who resonate with this uh yeah so i would find myself staying like oh i hope i hope whoever's in that ambulance gets well soon yeah so <clears throat> um i i stay there i mean my my father was was hasn't been present for the longest time more than 15 years gosh i'm old <laughs> so i would find myself like being clingy or attaching so much to or valuing my male male friendships or rather my my romantic relationships i'm straight so my romantic relationships um i would find myself giving so much of myself into that and pouring so much into it and i'm not i have nothing left for myself because i'm not pouring in, enough into myself so i would find myself losing myself just to make sure the other person is okay um yeah so that hit me so hard like wow maybe one time i'll have my therapist on my podcast because of what <gasps> i was like how long have you had this information you've been sitting on a bad boy piece of information hmm? you understand <laughs> you guys know that meme <laughs> yeah so that was that was really intriguing and it left me thinking a lot um first of all i feel like before i get into another romantic relationship i really need to sit down and have a conversation with my dad because sir sir haha <laughs> <laughs> i don't even no i'm going to blame him like all this is most of it not all because i have my part to play in in a lot of situations but most of this is because of you sir <laughs> so i really need to sit down with him and i need to heal that part of me because truly that child has not healed um that part of me rather has not healed and yeah um i need to learn to value myself and know that like i'm the prize hmm? like if you want to sit on the table yeah you also need to bring a lot to the table i can't just be doing like building the table setting up the table um cooking the food on the table Girl! <laughs> no 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 it needs to be a hundred percent from both sides so yeah 
and even that 100% like when you're in a relationship side note um it can't be 100% all the time which is fair sometimes one person will bring 75 and you'll give 25 but um when you are both trying your best um like giving your best it would be 100% on both sides so yeah <laughs> um yeah so that was one thing that uh, it really blew my mind i was like what yeah and the other thing i learned which was really really mind-blowing to me and a lot of people who replied to my post was about narcissistic personality disorder um or pathological narcissism which is that people who have this condition actually have a less developed prefrontal cortex that that was oh i was like okay it makes sense because they lack empathy um they um their communication um can be they're emo- they have lower emotional intelligence they have um varying communication skills um wow so like all these people that we call narcissists like the true narcissists not just saying it like out of pain or hurt um could actually have like less developed brains and that got me thinking like so like should we really blame them um because that's a disability so should we really blame them or should we i don't even know like it's just it just opened a whole pandora pandora's box for me um and i mean the people who have pathological narcissism not just people who have narcissistic tendencies um people who like this is actually their personality so like as i was saying like who do we hold accountable for it because like likely they really can't do anything about it because it's beyond their control like it's not their fault their brain didn't develop (laughs) proper like completely excuse me um and it's something that i'm really i really want to do research about um yeah because that's wild (laughs) imagine like um like this a disability like no other so i don't think like you would fault somebody for having um let's say uh bipolar disease like you wouldn't fault them for it like you just um excuse their behavior and be like okay it's because they have this condition um so i would really want to do research on that and do like brain ct scans and see like okay like is this why you're like this but then again we also like it's it's really it's really a hard nut to crack because 
um you really want to hold these people accountable but then again like it's not in their control it was so interesting to learn that and then um somewhere else showed that a lot of men who have um a lot of male narcissists rather um tend to project these uh, tendencies on their in their in their emotional um relationships or maybe their romantic relationships um and a lot of female narcissists tend to project this on their children and again i was just blown away because that makes so much sense and not to say that that female narcissists also don't project on their male um romantic relationships and um men don't project on their children but it was just something that was um a study that was done and it showed the majority like that's what happens in the majority of cases guys like we really need to study this because like I would feel okay not bad but I feel some type of way that maybe this person has no control and and maybe you are just or like personally in the past I've dealt with narcissists um in always be it parents be it uh, friends be it um romantic partners yeah and i do have narcissistic tendencies as well i will own that but um like it's it's crazy to know that that we blame people but maybe it's not in their control huh, i really need i i need to study that and I, i'm going to make a point to to study that and what goodness ah yeah it was just it was just mind-blowing to me i still i still can't get over that and um yeah maybe maybe there's a way these people can be helped um research needs to like they i i will do that research for sure but like somebody needs to come up with a way to to help these people because they don't know that they're hurting <laughs> they're hurting people and they don't know that um they can't control their actions basically <sighs> oh my gosh i would feel so bad if if like like somebody that i have called a narcissist um for example a parent um and i will talk about that in another episode if i go and like i do this brain uh scan and i find that the prefrontal cortex is less developed i would feel so bad that like i have just been like um what's even the word like I've been trying to hold you accountable, but this is something that you're not really aware of. 
if it's true. But then these people with... I'm not talking about people with narcissistic tendencies. First of all, I think everyone has narcissistic tendencies. Um, As I said, I do. Um, I don't think they are really um, prominent. Is that the word? But I, I, I do have toxic traits. Um, I do exude um, narcissistic tendencies, especially when I am... If I'm like when I'm hurt, I feel like I need to find a way to hurt you back. But guys, I'm going through therapy. <laughs> I'm going through therapy and it's working. I I don't think um I do that anymore. But damn. Yeah, that was that was just wild to me. And I just thought I should I would share that. Guys, go for therapy. Like you get to see different perspectives of things that probably you have been faulting yourself for for a long time or yeah go for therapy that's the that's the take-home message go for therapy and also do research on psychiatry is so vast so wide so interesting so intriguing um studying the human mind is 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 wonderful and i'm i'm honestly thinking about going into psychiatry i had wanted to do surgery but guys did i even give you guys that story time <laughs> i don't think so so i'm just gonna do it right now because this episode is gonna be so short so I've, i as i had said i had been doing my electives for january february yeah so (laughs) so one time i was in theater and this is when i was in my orthopedic rotation um and orthopedic procedures are difficult guys you need muscle you need all the ugali you need to take like a proper meal before doing an orthopedic procedure because what anyway so um the well do my electives they're so kind to let you um help in the procedures or if it's not that difficult they can like you can actually do a lot of the work in the procedure but somebody has to like supervise you so um we went in for the first orthopedic surgery so it was me my um i'll call her my friend yeah uh, my friend who is also a medical student in another university and the resident so it was the three of us and then there was nurses obviously so we've scrubbed in um we're ready to to help <laughs> and then the resident is like oh guys like this is not even a hard uh, procedure i'll just instruct you guys on what to do and you guys will do it so my friend was like okay so since she she had um helped in the surgeries the previous week she told me that i should be the one to do it i was like okay cool so the patient is prepped um as i said we've scrubbed in um so we've cleaned the patient and now (laughs) we're getting ready to do the procedure rather we're starting 
So first of all, they put the tourniquet, but the tourniquet wasn't even working. And that's what made the surgery take even longer than it should have. Um, and the resident was so mad at the anesthetist and the nursing team because why isn't the tourniquet working? <laughs> so so um, we start, he started, he cut, um, he, he made the incisions um, for whatever we needed to do. And then now from there, it was up to now me to continue <laughs> under strict supervision. Strict, uh, not really strict, but under supervision. So I'm there. I'm doing the. I'm doing the 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 surgery. So um, it was a plate removal, two plates actually. The first one, yeah, two plate removals. This person had had a fracture, so um, the fracture had healed. So now the plates were being removed. So well, I'm there. I'm there, I'm trying to remove the plates. And then um, the other medical student, she starts getting dizzy. She falls. <laughs> and now it's like, oh my gosh, what the heck? And I think the reason was, not only, like, um, didn't we both not take, like, breakfast that day. It was also because the surgery took longer than it was meant to. And we were just standing the whole time, obviously. So she falls. So obviously, um, the nurses are now panicking. Now we we have to help her. Like, I'd rather they have to help her because I can't stop what I'm doing. So they had to help her. So she was taken outside um, the theater. They attended to her. Um, she was given dextrose. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, so uh, I was now continuing. I was like, okay, um, now we have to do this. So this patient is bleeding so much because the tourniquet is not working. And um, the resident was just like, um, they said they can't find another tourniquet. So we just have to work on, we have to work like this. So I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. So I continue, I continue, I start feeling weak, I start feeling sick. <sighs> I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to fall as well. I'm just going to, let me just stay strong. Let me try and stay strong, which was wrong of me because um, if it was another operation, which, okay, even that one, like, you should always put the patient, like, put yourself first because um, if you're not okay, then you can't like if you can't do it like you're gonna not only hurt yourself you're also going to harm the patient i was like i'm gonna stay strong i'm not gonna fall because when when uh, my friend fell they were obviously making fun of her <laughs> they were like hey you guys like you guys are so weak uh you guys um how you can't handle surgery i was like i'm not going to be subjected to this no so I continue and I'm the one who's actually doing the surgery and I really wanted to like do it till completion so I was staying strong so I continue but the more like you're trying to stay strong the worse you start feeling so I removed the first plate um and then now it's time to remove now the second plate on the other side so it's uh sutured um so now we're on the other side I'm feeling sick First of all, there's blood everywhere. I think so many factors were just 
making me feel like that. First of all, the room was so hot. The aircon wasn't working properly because I told the nurse, I was like, is the aircon, like the room is so hot. Like the air condition is on the highest. I was like, I'm not feeling it. And everyone was sweating as well. So it wasn't just a me problem. So um, I continue. I'm starting to remove the second plate. <sighs> Guys, I just, like, it just went black. I told the nurse, I need to sit down. And the nurse is so dramatic. <laughs> Why? Why? Msonge, msonge, asianguke pia, msonge. Like, yo, chill. I'm not going to. Okay, I would have probably. I was so close to falling because now it was just. I was like, my eyes were open, but it was just black. So I, I told the resident, I was like, um, bro, I need to sit down because I'm going to fall. He's like, yeah, yeah, just go sit. So I went, I sat for a bit. Um, the resident now continued with the plate removal. And then after like 10 minutes, I I stand up and I'm like then I was like uko uko sawa ni sawa sila zima sila zima actually no I'm fine I'm okay I can I can do this so I went back um I had I hadn't left theater though but I just removed like my mask because I was just struggling I was having like hypoxia oh gosh I I it was just it was just a tough situation so I go back and then like we finish the surgery um so we go to the tea room um the orthopedic like the consultant was so nice bought breakfast uh was so nice and then now we had to go for the second procedure so the second procedure was also a plate removal um so again the resident was like because now the other med student was like i mean i'll just go home because she wasn't like she wasn't getting better so she just went home so it's just the resident and i so um and we go in again we scrubbed in prepped the patient so we started again this one was more complicated because the plate the person who put in the plate I don't know, but one of the screws was like not coming out. So <laughs> it was just hard. It was so hard. So um, again, it took longer than it was meant to because we were trying to remove this screw. Literally everyone and their mom and their dog came into that theater to try and remove that last screw, but it just wasn't coming out. So um, the resident said we just like pull out the the plate and then like we'll just figure it out from there. So again, I start feeling dizzy again. And I'm like, what is going on? Like I've just eaten. Um, why am I feeling like this? So again, I start feeling weak. I'm like, I need to go sit and it's not looking good, bruv. It's not looking good. <laughs> and even the patient was like, Oi, madam, because the patient was awake. Um, just needed local anesthesia. So, yeah, they were awake. Oi, madam,
goodness oh that was that was that was interesting right then and there is when i was like i don't think i can do surgery because what is all this like why am i feeling like this like (laughs) standing and and surgery is truly my favorite um among all the the specialties and like i was so sure i was gonna do something surgical but after that day i don't think like the spirit is willing but the body is weak Hmm? the flesh is weak so yeah i was like yeah maybe not yeah it's not for me i mean i love it but i i practically it's not for me so yeah i'm I'm now heavily considering psychiatry um yeah and i i hope it comes to pass um also the years of studying after um undergrad will be shorter than doing a surgical course so that's a plus <laughs> and yeah. yeah 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 so psychiatry is beautiful Mm. so yeah that's all i wanted to say today um take care guys remember to like um share follow um yeah um i am on anchor um spotify apple podcast google Podcasts, and castbox officially i think you can find me on other platforms but the ones that have officially claimed my podcast are those five so yeah guys please keep sharing supporting i appreciate all of you uh don't forget to live out loud laugh out loud and love out loud have a lovely weekend if you're listening to this on the day that i release it or in the or a lovely day a lovely week ahead um whatever time you're listening to this thank you guys bye